Hi, this is Elena and Wesley, host of Life at 11. And this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for... 13-year-old Leanne Warner. Leanne went missing from her home in Chisholm, Minnesota, June 14, 2003. She is considered lost and injured. Leanne was 3 feet, 2 inches, 48 pounds when she was went missing from her home. Leanne Warner was last seen wearing a sleeveless dark blue denim dress. Leanne has a mole on her left leg just above her ankle and also goes by the nickname of Beaner. If you know of Leanne Warner's whereabouts, please contact the National Children of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Leanna, age progressed to 12 years, please click on the link on the Voice America Kids homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Alive and Green with your host, Mario Jr. Want to help save the planet and have fun while you do? Eco Mario will give you the green scoop and maybe even tell a joke or two. Now, here's your host, Mario Jr. Thank you and welcome to the Mario Jr. Live in Green Show. I'm Mario Jr., a 14-year-old AB Honor Community and Environmental Activist. And guess what our topic today is? Getting back to the roots with Miss Ruth. <laughs> All right, well, you know, I love to have fun. So in each broadcast, I have the joke of the day, and I'll give you a great green tip to help you on your green journey. So here's the riddle to the joke, and you know at the end of the show, I'll give you the answer. All right, so the joke of the day is, what kind of stones are never found in the ocean? Wow. I mean, there's there's a lot of stones in the ocean. So, I mean, you don't, you know, so that's kind of weird. You know, there's, there's a lot of stones in the ocean. That's you know, rocks, different, and, You know, right? different boulders and things like that and different mountains in, you know, in the ocean. So, you don't know. You don't know. You never know. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be an interesting one. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, and, cool. You know, we have a tremendous show today and our guest is here in the studio. So, it's twice as fun. And our special guest is the Horticulture Program Assistant and Manager Gardner, Coordinator for the University of Florida IFAS, Florida County Extension Service. Eagle fans, please help me welcome Miss Ruth A. Maselli. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great, Mario. How are you? I'm doing awesome, and I'm, I can't wait to, you know, unravel this great show. And uh, Miss Ruth, so tell me a little about yourself. You know, are you married? Do you have kids? And what did you do for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, I am married. I've been married 26 years, and I do have a 12-year-old daughter who goes to Imagine School. <laughs> so she knows you, so you got a fan. <laughs> Probably <laughs> well, see her on awesome. Facebook. She's on there all the time. Um, Thanksgiving, we actually spent at home because Jillian just got through with some surgery. She had some okay. sp- uh, spinal fusion, so we had a quiet Thanksgiving at home. But my mom and my sister, my little niece, who's nine, and my brother-in-law came and had Thanksgiving dinner with us. They were visiting from Pennsylvania, so it was good to see them. Oh, that's awesome! And yeah. I, uh, you know, pray for everything to go uh, right with you know, you know, everything, and that's really uh, important, you know, to have. And with also with that, well, I have to ask these fundamental green questions before I ask anything else. So mm-hmm. the first one is, where do you think going green is leading up to? Well, hopefully, it's leading up to something very positive and um, getting our environments back into a healthy shape. And I can honestly say, coming from New York and moving down to Florida 22 years ago. It was a big change for us, no doubt. But the beautiful thing, that the reason why we moved here was because of our environment that we have here in Florida. And we really need to protect that. 
as much as possible uh, by doing our part as landowners and stakeholders and stewards of our land. And of course, with urban development and things growing as fast as they are, especially here in our county or, or ha- as they have been over the years, um, hopefully we'll be able to manage things and, and keep it going going green. And there's a lot of green out there right now, too. <laughs> a lot De- of green projects, so that's definitely. always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just so surprised that, you know, for our community that, you know, they are having so much of an environmental movement in our own county. It's, it's just wonderful. And, you know, I, I just didn't ever realize it when I was smaller. But now since I'm really getting into the environmental movement, I'm just like, wow, we are really doing our part. And, you know, I, I find that um, that we have the same along the lines of that we have to keep on pushing our environmental movement as we do. And we have to keep it going because it's really going in this moment. It's kind of in a balancing act. It's like sometimes you hear these news stories where it's like everything's terrible. And then it's like you hear some of these cool stories and it's kind of like, wow, we really are doing our part. Right. So it's like we're in this like balancing act and it's like really it's um, really going to either lean really bad or really good. So we have to, you know, we want to keep it really good. So Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. It's our responsibility. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And also, what what does green mean to you? You know, I really had to think about that one. And it's not just the color, which happens to be my daughter's favorite color. Okay. But, um, it's just, it's a it's a mindset. It's a responsibility. And, and I think if we think along the lines that, you know, we are responsible for everything that we say and do in our lives and and around us um green itself is is always a positive you know it's a it's a way to stay positive and stay focused on something that is important to us without our environment you know our trees and plants and all that providing us oxygen and cleaning up our air that we pollute every day exactly you know it's 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 mainly it's a mindset for me and i and i also like how you said a responsibility and it's a really it's a it's a responsibility for everyone because we all live on this earth so it's our responsibility keep it intact as, as much as we can yes. for our next generation and for us and that's one of the main points that I always hear we have to keep it for the next generation and you don't want to just leave the world terrible and it's like oh well you know we tried our best and that's pretty much it and you know oh we just had to hand it to you now <laughs> yeah, you don't want to wind up looking like the you know Terminator movie you exactly know, like, <laughs> yeah. rubble <laughs> yeah because we definitely won't be back <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely and you've been listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And our topic today is getting back to the roots with Miss Ruth. All right. And the last fundamental green questions for now, for right now, you know, just, just for now, what kind of inf- environmentally friendly things do you do with your family? Uh, we do a lot, actually, in my house. I practice what I preach to everybody when I talk to people every day about <laughs> recycling, reusing, you know, reduce, reuse, and recycle is, is, a, is a household phrase, and everybody should be doing their part. We do. I never have yard waste go out. Everything wow. that we clip or prune stays on site. We mulch it or we'll use it for compost in the gardens. Um, I can tell you I've probably bought maybe two bags of fertilizer in 22 years because I've never <laughs> had because wow. we reuse everything on site. Wow, um, that's amazing. I've, I've never had any waste management pickup day on Thursday. <laughs> so they just drive right by my house. So, um, Wait, when is she ever going to have trash? <laughs> yeah, well, we do have trash, but you know, it's not the yard waste trash. So we never put that out. We always reuse it. Um, the other thing we do, of course, is recycle all of our cans and bottles and, you know, any plastics that have 
a little thing on it and a little triangle on it. Um, so we do recycle just about everything we can. And I usually have about three or four bins out there every Friday. <laughs> and I'll them all out this morning. Definitely. So, yeah, that's, those are the things that we do. Yeah, and I uh, I also like how, you know, they you know they give you the uh, recycling bin. So we have we do have three. We have the two green ones and then we have the one blue one, the, yeah. like the, uh, the uh, newest one. Mm-hmm. And so we have three recycling bins, which is just, just really cool. Yep. Yeah, mine are always over full. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know the eco fans are wondering, what is horticulture? Horticulture is a part of agriculture. Agriculture is kind of like the big umbrella, including plants, livestock, you know, uh, plants and animals. Um, horticulture is the science or the, the study of plant growth and keeping plants healthy. You know, okay. So we deal a lot with uh, insects and diseases and um, just, you know, normal cultural controls for or cultural methods of keeping plants healthy. So that's kind of in a nutshell what horticulture involves. It involves a lot of the, uh, you know, your landscape plants, your vegetable gardening, um, flowers, you know, floriculture, which is, you know, the floral industry, all those beautiful cut flowers that you see. <laughs> um, that's all part of horticulture. Wow. Well. So we're kind of under that big agriculture umbrella. All right. And, and so when you had said like different diseases that the plants get, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Um, because I I have heard one disease that, you know, corn gets it. It gets like uh, it gets like black or something. And that's only the one disease that I heard. And I haven't really heard a lot of diseases that plants get. Oh, there's thousands. <laughs> and we have a lot of them right here in our little county. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we diagnose disease problems almost daily. Wow. So yeah, they can get leaf spot problems or root rots, trunk rots, crown rots, stem rots. You know all those things. Most of the time, though, the odd thing is, well, it's not odd to me, but um, the common denominator in that is that people aren't caring for the plants correctly, okay. which bring on disease and insect problems. So not always, but I'd say majority of the time. So we, we try and educate them on how to crop you know, correctly care for their plants so that they can avoid those things. Like us, you know, prevention is, you know, the best method. Definitely. And um, so if we grow our plants healthy the way that the plants need to be based on the plant, not based on what we think that plant should have, because right. <laughs> it doesn't always work, um, then that helps avoid or avoid those diseases. Wow. Well, that's something that I have just learned today. That is something new mm-hmm. that I learned today, and I'm really surprised. I, I, I never would have thought that, you know, plants could get diseases. I've, I had heard of root rot before, mm-hmm. but I, I just haven't, you know, clicked it in my mind that that's a disease that they get. I thought that was just something when, you know, when they get old yeah. and, you know, at, at the time, you know, it just has to go. I, I didn't know that, that that was a disease, so that's something yeah. new. <laughs> it's usually caused, well, there's there's organisms involved with the decay process. So you okay. have fungal organisms, viral organisms, or bacteria. And that's those are the diseases that we deal with. Wow. So. Okay, well, we'll definitely talk more about that in our next segment. So stick around, EcoFans. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Thinking Green, you're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids, saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And you are listening to the Mario Jr. Live and Green Show. And our topic today is getting back with the roots with Miss Ruth. All right. Here it is, Ego fans. The joke of the day. I have to <laughs> give you that joke of the day and the great green tip at the end of the show. But right now, here's the joke of the day. All right. What kinds of stones are never found in the ocean? <laughs> All right, Miss Ruth, what are you thinking about there? Like, what? I have no clue. <laughs> wow. Other than a kidney stone. <laughs> okay, that's, that right? that's, a, that's a good guess. That is a good guess. I, I would have never thought of that one. I never, never, never would have thought of that one, but that's a good guess. You know, you're you're already in that mindset already. You know, you're in the loopy world of, you know, of our world today. <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old. Of course I am. <laughs> All right, and for our first question to start this awesome show off with, um, what made you realize horticulture was what you wanted to study and really put your full focus on? Uh, when I was, well, of course, growing up on Long Island, we always did our own gardening, and my dad and I would be, out of their seven children in my family, my dad and I were the only two that actually wanted to go outside and work in the garden. <laughs> so I didn't mind pulling weeds or plant my vegetable bed every year, and um, we just had a great time on the weekends. That was my special thing with my dad. <laughs> And then when I got into high school, um, I decided I wanted to do something a little bit more than just, you know, show up at school and go through my classes and be done with it. So I chose to go to a vocational technical school. And when we had our, um, at our high school, we had a service fair and they would come in from the technical schools and, you know, the BOCES programs and talk to you about what options are out there, what other, you know, trades are out there that we could do right um i wasn't college minded at that point so which was a bad choice on my part but um (laughs) you know i it was a good fit for me and we had some of the students from the horticulture program at at our 
technical school come in and talk to us about the what they do. Okay. And I thought, wow, that was great. You know, that's so much fun. I love being getting my hands dirty. I don't mind pulling weeds and doing all that <laughs> stuff. But they also had a whole other area that I absolutely love, which is floral design and, um, you know, working with my hands, being very creative. And that was all part of it. So we learned a lot. We learned not just on care and maintenance and how to grow plants, but also how to use them. And, you know, doing floral design work. I worked for florists for several years during school. Wow. And we also did landscape design classes. So we learned how to draw out landscapes and (laughs) and understood the plants and how they fit into our landscape. So it was... It was a lot of fun. So you knew. So by by that time, you you really did know, you know, like the in and out, the blueprints for everything. Ew, I didn't no. know any of that. So I just knew how to get my hands dirty. <laughs> okay. Well, I must have got something off of that one. Okay. <laughs> well, wow. Well, Miss Ruth, tell me, please tell me a story on how you became the horticulture program assistant and master gardener coordinator for the University of Florida. Well, that took about 16 years to get. Wow, okay. <laughs> it was actually, again, when I graduated high school, and our school was a technical school, um, the, the, those kind of jobs were few and far between. So I worked at a lot of florists and nurseries and greenhouses and that kind of thing for many years. And then when my husband and I moved here uh, back in 1990, the only job I could get at that point was working at the bank. Cause, okay. And I was a part-time teller for uh, quite a while. Um, and then... Over the years, you know, doing different things and trying to find that niche and find my the job. My husband actually worked for the Parks Department for Flagler County, and he came across a newspaper article, ask you know, advertising a job for the Master Gardener Coordinator for the Flagler County Extension. Wow. And he's like, "You got to do this. You would be perfect for this job. <laughs> you need to call him right away and get get in there and and get your application in." So I did. And a couple of weeks later, I went for, got an interview, and there was only two applicants I found out later on, me and somebody else. <laughs> and um, they chose me, so I was real happy about that. And I wow. said, it took me 16 years to get the job I wanted. <laughs> Persistence pays. Well, definitely. That's definitely true. And, you know, better, better late than never. That's right. You know, and I mean, for def- definitely to have one of your dream jobs, I mean, that's something, yeah. you know, you know, special in itself. Because some people, you know, they never, they love something that they want to do, and they never find that time that they can actually do their favorite thing that they love to do and mm-hmm. I think that's what a job should be if, if anything if you want to have a job you want to have something that you love to do and you don't think that it's an actual job because right. you know you love it and that's just what you're doing and you're just right. getting you know having fun with different people you know Absolutely. so that's you know that's something special in, in itself yes and what kind of things do you work on being the program assistant and master gardener uh, as the master gardener coordinator I actually um, teach and train and manage our volunteers, which we currently have 70 Master Gardener volunteers that we've trained over the years. Okay. They come in and they help us with our programs. Um, they take care of the front desk at our office. They're, they act as like a receptionist and they also are able to answer questions. Um, you know, regarding plants and, you know, plant problems, landscape problems, and that kind of thing. So they're a great asset to our office. Um, it's, it's like having another staff member without having to pay them because they're volunteers. <laughs> so it's great. They, um, as a horticulture program assistant, my job there will be to coordinate programs, educational programs for the general public, which we do at least 50 a year. Uh, over spring and fall, uh, we do a summer camp program for our youth. And um, 
which is a lot of fun. We have a great time with kids on that. It's all summer. We each have our own little niche of, of things to do. Um, and it ranges from 8 to 12-year-olds, so it's you know pretty broad range of kids. But we, we have a great time with that. Um, I do a lot of reporting, of course, as we all have to do in our the reality of the world. So we have to you know make sure everybody knows what we're doing, and it's got to be on paper. Um, of course, this time of year is our end of the year reporting and all that, okay. so that's not the fun part it of is. my job. But, but we also do a lot of uh, outreach programs. We have a community garden in Benel. It's the DJJ Community Garden, and it's party. Uh, it's it's it was actually developed for kids in the juvenile justice system that have to get community service hours. It was okay. a place for them to go. And they can go in and plant and weed and, you know, vent their frustrations out on the dirt if they wanted to. And, uh, it's a great program. All the produce that comes out of that pro- out of those gardens goes directly to our food banks, our oh, local wow. food banks. And wow. this year, because I did my reporting yesterday, okay. uh, this year we actually harvested over 900 pounds oh. of produce out of that Wow, garden. that is amazing. Yeah, it's, wow. it's a big garden, so it does require a lot of work. <laughs> but that's also where the Master Gardener volunteers come in because they help manage it and they work with the kids in the garden and we usually get groups of kids coming in at various times to work it. So that's that's one of our great projects. Um, we do, again, a lot of school projects where we're working with the school gardens. Um, you know, it's just on and on. <laughs> Pages and stuff we do. Wow. And you're listening to Voice Market Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And our to- topic today is getting back to the root Roots with Miss Ruth. And, you know, with that, you know, have you ever uh, went to the uh, Indian Trails Garden? Yes. Wow, yeah. because them with that garden. Uh, <laughs> about two years ago. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because I, I went I went there and saw the garden. And it's so fun. And, and you know, and the, and the kids are so interactive with it. And it's just, it's fun to see, you know, their work, you know, put in, mm-hmm. in into, you know, in, in, into your eyes and to see, you know, how fun it goes. You know, they really love to see your reaction when it's like, that's my plant and everything like that. So it's, yep. it's really fun to see that. And also, I want to ask you, how fun is it training other people how, how to do, you know, what you know what you do? It is very rewarding, I have to say, because they come into our programs with the understanding that they don't have to know everything because we're going to teach them. And as Master Gardener volunteers, they're going to learn as they go along as well. And as they're doing their volunteer hours, they get a lot of hands-on practice and a lot of hands-on training. So it's never ending. Uh, we're always learning something new every day. We always get news updates and you know news release, press releases on what's <laughs> new, new diseases, new insects, and wow. so we constantly pass that on to our volunteers as well. So through our educational programs and individually, you know, with the front desk and so forth. Um, so it is very rewarding, and it's it's a lot of fun. And you, just to you know, see them when they get their certificate and their name badge, and they're like glowing. Yeah, and they're all happy. I did it, you know, because they have to take a test too. Oh so wow! Okay, they got to take a hundred question test at the end, and they got to wow. pass it. So um, they're all nervous about that because that comes next Wednesday. Oh okay, We're just finishing up our last class of this year. So. But it is it's it's great. Wow. Okay. So do you have? So is it kind of like a Kind of like a uh, gardening academy over there? Uh, it is a certification program uh, through the University of Florida. So they are, once they pat, once they take this course, it's actually, in our office, we run it 12 weeks. Okay. So it's once a week for 12 weeks, and it's all day, one day a week, <laughs> from 9 to 4. So it's a very long day. Definitely. But they have a great time. We do a lot of hands-on, and 
um, they they learn so much. We try and cram as much in their little brains as we can, but <laughs> it doesn't always stick, you know, and that's okay. That's we, it. We that's okay. That. That's okay. <laughs> we expect that. It's like trying to put four years of college material yeah. into a twelve week class. Exactly. Twelve week class. So it's it, it's good though. They. They're very proud of themselves, and I'm always proud of them too when they when they graduate. For sure, yeah. yeah. And if you would like to share your green story as a guest, email me by clicking the contact host button on VoiceAmericaKids.com. Also, keep up what's happening in my world. Log on to iRadioBlog.com or Facebook. Marvishly Junior, TV and Eco Junior ninety eight. All right, guys, let's take a break. I'm Mario Junior. Keep it right here because you're listening to Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show. And our topic today is getting back to the roots with Miss Ruth. All right. And of course, you know, I love that chuckle of the day and that great green tip to help you on that green journey. So let's hear it 
for us today, the joke of the day. Here it is. What kinds of stones are never found in the ocean? All right, now that's kind of weird. And you know, our last segment, you know, Miss Ruth had locked locked in a a guess, you know, mm-hmm. for the kidney stones. <laughs> that's that's, that's I know. Wow, wow. Okay, but so, that's true because they are stones and they're not found in the ocean. Thanks, thanks for the. Uh, well, they might wind up there at some point. That's true. <laughs> I'll wow. take the urology route. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, with that, we have to ask, you know, can you tell me a funny story that happened to you, Miss Ruth, at your job? Oh, we have lots of them. <laughs> um, but I have actually two favorite stories I like to share. Okay. And most of it comes from the clientele that come into our office. And, okay. You know, bless their hearts. They come in with all these great ideas and intentions. And, you know, everything that happens in their yard is just, you know, so important. And, you know, we have to be a little light around our office sometimes you can't always take life so seriously exactly and i have one of my my volunteers who i won't say but um she she was at the front desk and you know we always have issues with armadillos and some of the wildlife that we deal with around here and of course this poor man came in and he wanted to know about you know all these divots that were dug up in in his yard from an armadillo because they just look for worms and grubs and all that kind of thing they're eating and they don't always clean up after themselves right. and put the sod back. So he was, you know, very concerned about his grass and wanted to know if that was going to be a problem. And she turned around and said, well, not unless you own polo ponies. And he's like, what? Okay. <laughs> he didn't quite get it. So. Right. But, I can you see know, that. they, yeah, that's, that's always funny. But my favorite one is the uh, client that calls up and, and says that he went to the store, to one of the big box stores to get a weed control to because he had a lot of weeds in his yard and okay. his lawn and he went and they sold him a bottle of Roundup and Roundup kills anything that's green and it, yes. you know it's very <laughs> dangerous stuff and he opted to put this weed control out on his lawn and oh. wound up Two weeks later, everything oh. was dead. And oh, he my. Oh, my. <laughs> he, calls, wow. he calls me and he said, I called that company that makes that <laughs> stuff. And how could they make such a dangerous product? And I said, well, <laughs> didn't you read the label? Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't read the label. I said, no. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. That is crazy. So please, people, read the yeah. label. <laughs> that that reminds me, you know, me and my mom were watching the news, and that happened to us, to a, you know, another guy that was doing the same thing. He didn't read, and mm-hmm. his whole lawn is just wiped out. And, you know, and since that, you know, is Roundup, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. they were saying that, you know, an estimate of, like, 15 years, like, it won't come back because it, it's just... It's, it's Roundup. <laughs> Definitely do some damage. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> That's so true. And, and what was horrible about it, he had been um, managing his lawn and caring for it for a wedding. Oh, and no. so he did the treatment like two weeks before to really have it green. Yeah. And he went out like within three days and it was totally brown as though winter had settled <laughs> on his lawn. Uh-huh, so, yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta read, people. Gotta read. read. That's right. <laughs> Anything, but this is, there's more to that to the story than than I get to finish. But the guy calls me, and of course he had, now I already know who the man is because I recognize his voice, and he comes into our office quite often. And he called me about two, three weeks after this whole incident because he had to replace all of his grass now. Right. So he put new sod down and cost 
a lot of money to put sod down and he wanted to know he called me up and he told me he put new sod down and he said okay now I don't want to have any weeds coming in my yard and I said well that's not practical for one right he said well what can I put down I said you can't spray anything down on your grass <laughs> right I said that grass hasn't even had a chance to get its roots in there let alone you're going to spray with some chemicals yeah so he's like how did you know it was me <laughs> I said well, oh I remember yeah <laughs> I, I had a thought I had a thought <laughs> and well now that you know that is a funny story I mean I, I just I just love hearing different stories from our guests you know and just you know th- different things that has happened to them and you know that is a really great story that you know you know he's 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 already trying to put the chemicals down before they even get the roots in you that's know? right <laughs> doesn't work that way <laughs> and you know with that you know what is the most fascinating thing you have experienced during your time on your green journey fascinating to me would be watching kids grow up from when I've seen them and I've been at the extension office for 15 years and I've seen a lot of kids come through and, <laughs> and we've done a lot of 4-H programs um, and the the fascinating thing to me is seeing these kids grow up and continue on in and in, in their own careers as where, where we've had an influence right um, and my favorite is is we did a cooking with kids program for one oh, of our cool. summer camps okay <laughs> and it was the first one we did was about oh gosh it's probably 12 years ago that we did it wow and we had one of the kids that went to this program he came from one of the lower depressed areas in in the county and okay. didn't have a whole lot and right. you know a lot of hardship on their family and he went through high school took the culinary program in high school <laughs> and went on to take some more culinary um, programs in technical school oh cool and went up getting a job as a sous chef oh which wow it was awesome because yeah. <laughs> he would have had that chance I don't think and he even, he's even called us and told us and you know he was we were so proud of him when he graduated high Definitely. school he had I his bet. chef's hat on his chef's coat we were like yay that's one of our babies <laughs> so that that to see those transitions happen is is really great and I love that that's, wow that's, that's the rewarding part of and, yeah, do. and then you know to be in culinary, you know that that's you know that that takes some skill, yes. you know, and you know, and it's and I love how you know when you go to these you know very fancy restaurants and things like that, and mm-hmm. you uh, you know the you know the presentation that goes into their food is just like amazing. It's yes. just it's just um, you know it's just like wow, you know they really do care about you know the look and the taste of the food because sure. you know sometimes it may it may look a little ugly, you know, and sometimes you know you know but it but it tastes really good. So they you know it. it take some skill to make it look pretty and you know taste great too yep, absolutely that's no no doubt <laughs> who would want to eat something ugly <laughs> i know i wouldn't <laughs> and you're li- you're listening to the voice of america kids i'm mario jr and you are uh and our, top- our topic today is getting back to the roots with miss ruth all right now i saw that you received your vocational uh, vocational technical degree in horticulture in 1981 and that's really amazing now tell me how you did that and how proud you were yeah that makes me sound really old <laughs> <laughs> wow that, that's not what i meant <laughs> i know kids that have younger birthdays than that, than that year. um now that again going back to my first um, experience with horticulture and wanting to get into horticulture more is when I went to the technical school um, on Long Island, studied it for 
it was a four-year class. We graduated with 25 credits and on a roll and all that kind of good stuff, which I never felt myself to be an academic type person because <laughs> I was always hands-on, but still did it. And um, it was uh, it was a good feeling to be and also to be able to work in my field right so that's that's the best part is it's actually getting a job that you studied for <laughs> exactly yeah and enjoy it yeah yeah because i mean you could you know you know be in school your whole life you know learning to be a engineer and then you wind up being like you know a, a banker you know and right you know it's like well i, sh- mm, I should have took that uh that uh banking uh, career <laughs> didn't i <laughs> uh yeah and um and you know that's that's what i like you know in school for me that um I, I I really did start pretty early to say that, you know I I started doing uh you know being a my SGA president you know and talking and stuff so now when I'm talking to different people you know I, I have a you know a uh, a uh, sort of sort of uh, you know talk talkative person to be able to capture people and different things like that to you know you know get people's attention and, and that's fun and and also it really helped me out when I went to the kid youth parent power conference and talking to different CEOs like with that you know MTV and Legos and Zuzu pets and different things mm-hmm. like that you know it was nerve-wracking to be you know talking to different people like that but you know once I you know had you know made jokes with the crowd and everything mm-hmm. like that you know really cat- captivated them and had fun it was just like talking to you or me or my dad or my mom or you know anybody that you know i know and it was really fun it was like well glad i'm, I'm glad i you know really did hone up on my talking skills sure that is nerve-wracking because that's one of the things that terrified me when i first started working in the horticulture field is doing public speaking <laughs> wow yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely a nerve-wracking thing, and you know, and you always, you know, you you're always thinking that you know that that they're just looking at you to make sure you fail at you know anything you do. But then when it's like, no, they they want you to, to succeed at what you're doing and have fun. So you know, once you get that, you know, through your mind, it's like it's fun. And now you know, looking back on my later shows, being nervous on the show and stuff, it's just like, oh, I can't believe I was nervous on the show. Like, <laughs> I mean, now it's, 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 it's you know, like now I welcome people to come on the show and have fun and everything. Yeah, and, enjoy it <laughs> well I'm used to it <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you know you that uh, that you are and now we're almost getting to the end of this segment so I want to give you some fun tips and different ads to uh, listen up on and so please help our kids uh, stay safe uh, with voice market has teamed up with the missing and exploited children's network please log on to www.ourfuturesmissing.com and help us find our future all right, guys, and another one is I have a awesome Earth Day celebration challenge from Earth Day, uh, Earth Day 2012 through 2013 to help eliminate one ton of packaging waste and two tons of greenhouse gases, and you can help. So let's see how much we can eliminate together. So please join me. This challenge is open to all, so kids tell your parents, parents tell your friends, and friends tell each other. And remember to upload a video telling me why you participated in this celebration of Earth Day because one lucky video will be premiered on the Voice America Kids TV. And all you have to do to get started is log on to www.kidstar.org and go to shop. Order your Get Clean kit, upload your video, and have fun. This is Mario Jr. asking, what are you doing to go green? And this proceeds to Kidstar. All right, let's take a break. I'm Mario Jr. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. There's so much Express going on in yourself. the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. and you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green show. And our topic today is getting back to the roots with Miss Ruth. All right, and before we get started, we got to talk about that joke of the day and that great green tip. So here is the joke of the day to get you started. All right, what kind of stones are never found in the ocean? Now, that's kind of weird, you know, but we're definitely going to get that answer at the end of this segment. All right, so to get it started with today, for this segment here, I have to ask you, I know you also further your studies in multiple other subjects such as pathology and entomology through the Flagler County Extension Service in the University of Florida. Wow. And now I know you further your studies in multiple other subjects such as pathology and entomology through the Flagler County Extension Service and University of Florida. Wow. Can you tell me about those two subjects and how they all merge together? <laughs> well, plants and animals and environmental conditions all are part of the same cycle. Um, 
plants rely on a lot of things that we don't even think about, such as, you know, fungal organisms and uh, what happens below ground with these, you know, as things compost down, it's it's a fungus and there's there's organisms that break all that stuff down. There's insects that break all that stuff down as they're eating it, digesting it and <laughs> regurgitating it out yeah. <laughs> and excreting it out again. So they all work together in either good ways or in bad ways. And with plant diseases, uh, we, we really try and, and keep up with that because there's a lot of diseases out there that we have to address and we have to advise on. So on how to properly handle those things. So when, again, going back to good cultural practices, when we grow our plants to what the plant needs are, and again, not what we think they need, because we're not always right, um, <laughs> we want to keep them as healthy as possible to avoid getting those problems. And a lot of times, sick plants will develop insect or disease issues, or both. Sometimes they, they go hand in hand. One uh, big problem we have right now is the, the red bay trees. Okay. And the red bays are dying all over the state because of an ambrosia beetle, which is a very tiny beetle that mm. bores its way into the trunk, and it carries with it a bacteria. Wow. And as the bacteria feeds on the plant tissue and the tree starts decaying, wow. the insect feeds on that decaying material. <laughs> So the tree dies very quickly, and there's not a whole lot we can do to stop it, unfortunately. So uh, the Department of Agriculture has been working, you know, rigorously to try and come up with ways to combat both problems. So if you, and the the problem is that if you control one but not the other, it's still not going to make much of an effect. Right. Or an impact. Wow. Interesting. There are definite symbiotic relationships, good and bad. Right. Uh, Some good relationships are in the soil, microbes. You know, microbes are... (laughs) are good in a way because a lot of them can help like the uh, mycorrhizae which is a um, it's a fungus that helps root systems expand and, and become very dense okay. and so there's like I said there's always good with the bad so yeah. we try and educate on both and they definitely there's that circle of life that, that everything follows sure. and it's yeah. all part of it so that's all part of it no doubt wow that is amazing I I don't even understand why the beetle would even want to go in there. Like, does, does, doesn't it get, like, stuck or something? Yeah, it does, but it also lays a lot of eggs in there, too. Oh, okay, so okay. They, the, the larvae will feed on all that decaying matter as well, and then, of course, okay. they grow, and then when the trees completely decay, they fly off and go get <laughs> some mother trees and lay eggs. and Get stuck in the same thing. <laughs> okay, so, wow, that's amazing. Good for them, but not for us. <laughs> and one of the programs you teach is the Florida-Friendly Landscaping Program, and you are uh, a Florida Yards and Neighbors uh, Neighborhood Yard Advisor. Now, tell me about that amazing program. That is one of our biggest programs that we do in our office. Uh, we teach classes based on Florida-friendly landscaping principles, which there are nine, um, as part of the Florida Yards and Neighborhoods program, which we've we've had in, in active in our county since uh, I believe 1998. And that program has grown, and people really are very respectful of of our environment and want to keep it so the principles that we teach on a daily basis as well as part of our you know special programs that we do uh, is on mulching properly fertilizing properly uh, reduce the irrigation because most times we tend to overwater things anyway so we talk about irrigation uh, managing yard pests responsibly, so not using a lot of chemicals. You know, chemicals are always the last resort. Right. Uh, whether you're dealing with insects or diseases or weeds, 
Uh, we always want to do that last. So cultural methods are, are a big part of our program. And just being responsible, again, um, keeping it green. That's all <laughs> that started. But yeah. Back in 1998, it started there. And as a yard advisor, we can actually, if the people attend our Florida Yards and Neighborhoods program, which is usually several days or, you know, two, three-hour segments, uh, we go through a whole the whole gamut of, of principles in detail, and they have about three months to apply those principles to their yard and then we can come back and certify their yard or recognize their yard as a Florida-friendly landscape, which is an official recognition through the state of Florida or through the University of Florida. And it's a great program. We have a lot of certified yards out there or recognized yards out there and uh, including a lot of builders. Builders (laughs) and developers are are on the wagon too. So they they really are are promoting it in their landscape packages, which is great. Yeah, it is. It is great. It is great. (laughs) Something that's rare too. So we do we do deal a lot with the building industry, and and that's always a good thing because when people buy their homes, they want what do they want to look at? They want to look at a nice landscape, a nice lawn, definitely. Especially if they're paying a lot of money. Yeah, they're not a you know cheap investment by any means, and they don't want to have to have something that they're going to have to constantly maintain. Yeah, you know people come to Florida with the idea that they're going to relax a little bit, you know, and not be so stressed out over there. You know their plants and things so when you use florida friendly plants and plants that will grow well here not just natives but you can use some you know exotics as well as long as they are not invasive uh that you know helps lighten the load and and it also saves a lot of money on maintenance costs other than the basic pruning and you know occasional fertilizer and all that so the principles that we incorporate in those programs help people actually save time save money and enjoy their landscapes a lot healthier wow. landscape and you know with that you know with all these programs I, I really have to talk about you know Miss Ruth tell me why you decided to work with the Poor Age Club with the focus of different gardening and insect projects well that's one of my duties at the extension office <laughs> so we all chip in in 4-H some, somehow somewhere yeah me too yeah because I uh, I do remember faintly about you know some different encounters with 4-H Club and how I uh, won at Sound Center I won the uh, second place place in a speech writing contest and it was you know it was really fun you know and it was fun to you know just to get that experience and it was fun well it's great that you can have that kind of experience at a young age because <laughs> when you get to be my age it's not so much fun <laughs> we have very stressful days i remember wow. the first time i gave a speech was in front of 150 people and i was wow. not prepared for it because i got kind of thrown into it yeah last minute and it scared the life out of me <laughs> so i would have much rather had some practice earlier on Wow. Well, that is amazing. It's almost time to go. But Miss Ruth, this has been so much fun and you have to come back again. But before we go, please tell the eco fans how they can find out more about your mission. Well, they can go to either our websites, which can be accessed either through flagwoodcounty.org or solutionsforyourlife.com, which is the University of Florida's website. And on that website, there are links to all kinds of information, fact sheets, helpful fact sheets that they can pull up and download and print on their you know problems. And it's not just landscaping. We also deal with family and consumer sciences, uh, healthy eating, family nutrition, agriculture, marine sciences, and youth development programs. So we cover a wide area and extension as in general. Uh, so they can go to either one of those sites 
us and find our web pages. Um, they can call our office at 386-437-7464. And we are there 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. And they can talk to any one of us. We actually answer our phones. We don't have answering machines and voicemails automatically unless we're not there. Um, but we, we, that's our mission is, is outreach to the general public. And we are part of the county and part of the state. So your county and state tax dollars are what keeps us going. And we really appreciate that. <laughs> well, that is amazing. And I know the Eco fans love it. And, well, I know it's almost time to go, but we have to give you that awesome joke of the day and that great green tip. All right. So the listeners who may have missed it, here's a, here's the riddle for it. What kinds of stones are never found in the ocean? All right. Now, that's kind of weird. That That is very weird. All right. So I'm going to have to give it to Miss Ruth. <laughs> what do you think the joke of the day is today. I still gotta go with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I said that was a good answer. I mean that that, that was a very good answer. Sadly, it's not the correct one. But I mean, Aww, if anything, it if, 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 if it wasn't, you know, this answer, yeah. it should have been that one. Okay, okay. Right? That, that was a pretty good one. That was, a, I mean, that made me laugh. So I mean, that was a pretty good one. But okay, all right. So what kind of stones are never found in the ocean? And the answer is. Dry stones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got Dry you. stones. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. And yeah, I mean, that, those those are some really good uh, guesses. All right. So here is a great green tip of the day. <laughs> How do you feel that you didn't get that uh, that that uh, answer? Silly. <laughs> All right. Well, the great green tip of the day is improve your home's indoor air quality with a true HEPA, high efficiency uh, particulate air filter. You will cut down on allergens as well as dust. And here's a green fact. The world might seem like it's abundant in water, but only 1% is drinkable for humans. So, wow. <laughs> Use that water wisely. Definitely. <laughs> and hey, find out about our partnership opportunities like adopting a show, banner ads, or audio ads. Log on to voiceamericakids.com or voiceamerica.com or email jeff.spernard at voiceamerica.com. Also, please help my show and all the VA Kids programs stay on the air. Log on to kidstar.org to donate. Eco fans, I can't leave without saying thank you. I am able to share my fun eco journeys because of generous listeners like you. All right, guys, it is time to go, sadly, and that's going to do it for us. This is the Mario Junior Live and Green Show produced by Kidstar and the Voice America Kid Radio Network. Thank you for joining me. Let's have some more fun next week and I am your host, Mario Richley Jr., asking, what are you doing to go green? If you sneeze during this listening live, please vest your face. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Mario Jr. will be here again next week with another edition of Alive and Green. We hope you'll join us again, too, right here on the Voice America Kids channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.